Welcome to the Fundamental Interconnectedness of All Things. I'm Eric. My name's Jeremy. What's going on in your world these days? I would like to extol the values of um, bike helmets. Helmets in general, probably. I rode my bike on the way over here. I ran, rode through a grease pile. There was a big metal dumpster that they dumped grease into, and it, it's really hot, so it was like... Like, it's really really hot, so it, like, melts, and it, the dumpster must have been leaking, and it leaked a big river of fat mm, down across the road. And I was turning the corner, and it just, sloop, and I had my helmet on, and bang. If I hadn't had my helmet on, I think I'd be concussed. So, kids, make, your helmet, yeah. make sure you ask your parents for a helmet this Christmas. They're cheap, and they might just save your life. And if they give you one, be sure to wear it. Actually, and that's you're not going to ask, probably. What would be more likely to happen is that the parents would give it to him, and the kids would be like, I wanted a video game. I wanted a video game about biking. Helmets. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted the, be- the biking video game so I don't actually have to go biking. Uh, we are drinking some Dead yeah. Guy Ale by Rogue Breweries from Oregon. Just Just thought I'd point that out there. Pretty sweet, pretty good. <clears throat> it's not bad. Uh, you said it was an American pale ale, but I didn't actually see that on the label anywhere. Oh, I, it's just a pale ale. I don't know. It's it's just an ale. I mean, it's oh, very it's very ale. malty, but it's very uh, malty. Yeah. I grabbed it because I was at Woodman's today, one of my favorite liquor stores, and I'm actually looking forward to the big ginormous Woodman's that's taking over our neighboring city of Sun Prairie. You're looking forward to that? Heck yeah! Because the liquor store in there is going to be. Gargantuan. Yeah, it's gonna be about the same. It'll Come be on. huge. Have you ever been to the liquor store on the Woodman's on the west side? No. It's it's double the size of the one on the east side because really? they, they added on a whole section to the store, and they turned that section into photo and liquor. And the liquor section is just it's it's huge. Photo liquor. I don't even like the photo is like there's like a hallway that leads to the liquor, and the photo photography stuff is in that hallway, and then it's just but you know. You, Oh, there's there's actually theme music when you yeah. walk in. That's sweet. You crest the summit and the music That's swells great. to a crescendo, and it's like Beer. there's like that Japanese technology that like senses when somebody mm-hmm. walks in, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like okay, mm-hmm. cue the music and go. Yeah, or there's a the guy like watching up. the security cameras, like oh oh this guy, and they they look for different theme music for each person. They're like all right, that's, oh this guy, oh this guy needs the uh, <laughs> We're really this guy gonna... needs the uh, ascension of species or whatever. And this guy he just needs some country music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we got Jack I'm sad and lonely, and I lost my hat. But the liquor store uh, on the on the west side, they've got all of your micro brews on the right hand of the store, and then all of your foreign. Uh, or do, what are they trying to say that micro brews are Republican? No, I'm just saying that they're well. Left would be liberal, so that'd be. So I'm saying the micro brews are Republican. Sure, and then on the other side of the store, you've got all your foreigns, and then like in the middle of the store, you have all of your Millers and. I'm just Maybe that's that it's, why it's so many people vote Republican. I don't know where you're going because they're this. dyslexic, and when they when they're actually trying to think left, they think right. Maybe I think that was just a thought, folks. Just you know. I so th- I'm I'm yeah okay I I I'm not. I think you should put a blog post together about that. Hadn't really thought about uh, uh, the the Woodman's Liquor Store in Sun Prairie, but now that you brought it up. Sure. It's I mean, going to be huge. So I, I guess I bring that up because today I was in the liquor store and I was, I was lost in, well, I always get lost. I mean, reverie. It's, it's never like uh. I'm going to grab this or I'm going to grab my Heineken or whatever my favorite beer is. You're going to grab somebody's Heineken. No, sometimes I try. Ooh. 
Ooh, Michael Phelps. <laughs> he's Thank got, you. He's got a fine Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> it's fast. <laughs> got to be quick to get that one. It disappears off the shelves. I'll bet you his Heineken is shaved. You get it no, extra- he doesn't even shave his eyebrows. Why would <laughs> he's got a suit on? Uh, good point. Anyhow, uh, I was I was lost, and I made a commitment to myself that I was going to buy something that a I had never had, and b was from a brewer I had never had. So, like Gorman Thomas's private stock. Uh, I I don't. What is that? You don't know who Gorman Thomas is? No. How about Robin Yount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Robin Yount's private stock. That's a brewer you've never yeah. had and oh yeah, yeah yeah i've never had robin young uh you've never had his beer i would have gone with raleigh fingers to be honest raleigh fingers yeah. well there's actually there's actually yount molitor no there's there's robin yount aid there's robin aid <laughs> really? they have it at, they have it at cops it's robin aid it's like lime aid in a box doesn't paul molitor have like brats or something named after him probably i don't know <laughs> Oh, that's like the heyday of brewers for me. Oh yeah, G- Gorman Thomas. See, I don't know Riley Gorman Finger. Thomas. But really? Oh, he was. Ah, like, but that sounds. He was the guy with the big. Me. He had the big mustache. No, he was in there with the yount and the. Well, Raleigh Fingers was in the seventies and maybe in the very early eighties. If you thought Raleigh Fingers had a good mustache, Gorman Thomas had a freaking down like. All right. Both sides like waterfalls See, all but, the way down past his chin. My brewers were from the eighties. Or like the mid '80s to late '80s, so he that like was sideburns on his <laughs> sideburns on his face, <laughs> on his on, his, on mustache. his mustache, yeah, on his so, nose. So by the time I was actually paying attention, uh, Raleigh Fingers and Gorman Vidal Sassoon, he's he was dead. gone. Well, he's yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I had my Robin Yount, my Paul Molitor, B.J. Serhoff. Oh, Ned Yost. Jose Canseco. Oh yeah, oh, that's the wrong person. <laughs> he was on the A's. Ned Yost, I think, was the catcher. Uh, I don't remember him, but there was a Schrader who actually became a coach later on. Molitor became a coach later on too. Anyways, blah 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 blah. blah, 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 blah baseball. So baseball. yeah, back to Woodman's. Um, yeah, well, so I guess I'm. I, wh- my point was, I guess I'm looking forward to being even more lost in the beer section, because to pick out this beer, I was at I was staring at beers for 20 minutes. Right. And, and you like that though? <clears throat> I don't like that. I, I don't like too many. I'm I'm bad at decisions, anyways. I and then I'll pick out one, and then I'll see another one. And I'll see another one. And I'll see another one, and then and then I'll I'll be like, wow, shit. And then I'll like walk down a little ways, and I'll see another one. I'll see another one, and then I make the decision to settle on PBR, the cheapest one I can find. Oh. That's right. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I'll just get the farmhouse because I get eight for the same price as six. And uh, okay, no Swiss ale. Uh, no, no, I pass on the Swiss. Uh yeah no I I sometimes buy a little more expensive stuff uh, but I I hate huge batches of choices I love huge mind. batches of choices I I mean I do get don't get me wrong I get frustrated because then I start getting down to the styles and I'm like well you know every black lager tastes the same to me so am I gonna get the seven dollar black lager or the ten dollar black ah, mm. Schwartz beer no they're different come on this is, I mean to this me, is an ale does yes. it this doesn't really taste like an ale to you does it no, no, this is actually pretty good. Right, it's a more, it's a little more malty than but, me. It's but, like a nut brown without the nut brown. Can I tell you why I bought it? I oh bought yes, it. yes, that's that's actually how you start oh, okay. this whole triad, and I'm ready to back out of it to okay. move on to something else. <clears throat> I bought it because uh, I didn't instantly see a style of beer like you'll normally see your IPAs or your uh, sure, porter, porter, yeah, whatever style you want. Lager. To this one didn't instantly leap out with like a, oh, I'm a black beer or I'm an amber or I'm a red, and so I was like, all right. 
and I didn't pay much attention to the label either. I just grabbed it and I, I walked out of the store because it met my two criteria. I've never had this kind of beer and it came from a brewer I've never had before. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and it looks like it turned out. But see, here's the problem is I get stuck in um, uh, 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 style stigma, if you will. I've never had a red or an amber that has really blown me away. It's always been like palatable, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. reds and ambers. I'll definitely drinkable. If I see one at a party, I'll definitely pull it out of the cooler and drink one. Well, unless there's, you but, know, but not memorable. Else. Yeah. You've ne- I, I've never had an amber that's like, oh my God. This is an amber for the ages, and it probably exists. I just probably haven't found it. Well, ambers th- or reds somehow they're too. never they're never quite balanced enough. And and the key to good cooking, the key to good cooking is, is just like the key to making a good beer is it's got to be balanced. Yeah. And it seems to me like ambers are always a little bit weak. No, not weak so much. It, to me, it seems like they're they're. Um, uh, I, I really don't. I'm, I see it in my mind, but I can't really put it into words. Um, they're they're too hoppy and they're they're sweet, but they're like tart, and they, they it's just those three things kind of like are are trying to balance, but they're uh with with the couple of different ambers that I can remember having tried. I can't come up with the names of them right now, but that 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 triangle is either really weighted down too sweet. Or too hoppy, or too, and then the others don't quite make it up. If they could balance the the triangle there, it would be a good beer. It would. It would be all right. I go with bland. I find that the ambers and the reds are bland, and that's why I never, uh, you know, I see the ten dollar red, and I'm like, who's going to pay ten bucks for a six pack of red? Yeah, yeah that's and true. And I walk on by. So anyhow. Um, that's how we got to there, and uh, it's just going to be worse when that big, ginormous uh, Woodman's and Sun Prairie opens. But you know what? I, I, I'll i go there, and I'll be like, look at all these choices. And then I'll probably still walk away with a six-pack of PBR and then the mystery beer, you know, because mm-hmm. y- you have your old standbys. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like the world's most hypocritic beer snob, too, because I'm like, I would like the Rogue Dead Man's Ale and a six-pack of 16-ounce PBRs. I have... a. Uh, the um the Melon Floyd show if you've heard of it uh mm-hmm. they they have their little news items that they talk about <laughs> yeah oh well, uh this, this just in this on just the in. Uh, a- AP uh, bulletin and they they don't they don't like bring it up in ways like that but they well. they laugh about it you know and so I I cut a couple of articles that that I found in the paper that were fi- sort of interesting if you uh, look way back into the annals of tfi cast there's one episode god i want to say it was like episode 38 or something we did a news based episode really where i grabbed three articles and we kind of read it and then dissected it and had some laughs and then moved on to the next one that's the thing that's that that's fun mm-hmm. so was, it, was it uh on the on the high high resolution Yes, thing we had. Well, well, I don't know what you're. We had good microphones, if that's what you're asking. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I, I gotta start. We should start listening to something. I have to really do like a. Oh, I got so much. It's our Fourth of July. Uh, it's our Fourth of July special from 2008. Or we should do them every like week, that. didn't we? We should get back to that. <laughs> Woo! Anyways, uh, I did bring in a couple of articles, and um, we 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 uh, maybe it could just be like a, a little subsection of the show. But see, like the way the way they do it is like they. 
bring up articles right away. They're like, oh, we're just, I brought this article. And and then they, they go, they, they riff off of that article. You know what I mean? They they bring up the article, read it a little bit, like little snippets of it. So here's here's one article. Yeah. That uh, that I found that was that was kind of funny. It, it's not. They have a tendency to be. Jeez, oh, teeth. That was a pretty horrible cue. That's a that's a good uh, that's a good pap. So um, they have a tendency to be a little political, but they're very smart, so they can like bring up. Oh yeah, Eisenhower talked about that, or Taft. Taft brought that up actually. Back I, can, in, I can say that. I can say that. You can say that, but do you have any idea what the hell you're talking about? Lincoln was a big proponent of plastics limitation. Yeah, Let me right, tell right. you. He was a mining guru. Um, okay, so here's here's one here's one article that I brought in. Uh, the uh, the headline is "Man Who Lost Hand to Gator Is Charged." Now, what is that? What is that? You know, what kind of what kind of imagery does that? Uh, Read it again, man. Man who lost hand to gator is charged. It tells me that somebody was at a zoo screwing around with an alligator and lost his hand because the alligator bit it off. But when they investigated the scene, they they found out that he had like crossed over the the uh, the, the safety zone. Yeah, a little bit. Broken little bit. the rules. No, no. Well, a little bit. Everglades yeah. City, Florida. A Florida man, uh, airboat captain, who uh, loosely used there that term, whose hand was bitten off by a nine foot alligator, faces charge of feeding the animal. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> of feeding the animal. He. <laughs> that's the first sentence. So try it a, again. A I... Florida. Okay, Everglades City, Florida. Yes. AP News. Got it. A Florida airboat captain whose hand was bitten off by a nine-foot alligator faces charges of feeding the animal. Oh, <laughs> so he got charged for feeding the alligator. His hand. His hand. But I'm bummed. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> well, okay, so you're going to read the story, though, and it's like some guy, uh, the 60-year-old w- Wallace Weatherholt, uh, was charged. He, he was attacked as he was giving an Indiana family a tour over the Everglades. The family said that he hung a fish over the side of the boat and his hand was close to the water surface when the alligator attacked it. Okay. So the um, a criminal investigation said that feeding an alligators is a second-degree misdemeanor. So The feeding it, of the fish yes. was the crime. So he's not supposed to be he's, – he's trying to drum up business for his right. airboat, his little airboat tour. I mean, because I, I, this, this actually has a little bit of a personal um, connection for me because I, I went down to the bayou, not in Florida, but in uh, – well, you've been down to the – did you did you take an airboat tour when you were down there? We were in the Everglades. We drove through the Everglades. It was great. It was fantastic. So many alligators. Right. I kept my distance, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was airboat tours. You were tours. feeding them fish. I was totally throwing. It's illegal. I, I was throwing them Twinkies. And were you really? Oh, you can get busted no, for that. God, no. No, 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 no. We didn't throw them anything. But yeah, there was airboat tours, but I wasn't ready for that. I mean, it just because it seems kind of a... Uh, Maybe it's ghetto. Maybe yeah, because you get down there and it's, it's very. That's like swamp ghetto. Yeah, it's very l- low income and. Oh yeah. You know these guys are doing these. Yeah, like four teeth tours just to put food on the table for their family, and it's like if I can get squeezed in six tours. I today, think Schnurbart's dad is down there. Yeah, so I'm like, I, oh, I, this is Mister Schnurbart. <laughs> senior Schnurbart. Senior, senior Schnurbart, senior Schnurbart. Um. Let me tell you, I I just you picked the wrong. See this fishing rod right here? <laughs> it won't break. Damn it! I caught a gator nine foot long with this motherfucker. Um, oops. I think that if radio you, edit. If you choose the wrong airboat captain, there's probably a good chance that like he is Merriweather or whatever right, his name is. He there's a good chance that he has come back minus one person. Yes, 
Weatherholt. And uh, Willie. Wallace Weatherholt. So when we were down there, we're like, oh, we should do an airboat tour. Then we drove by some airboat tour places. We're like, ooh. The guy's sitting out there. Yikes. Y'all want Come some? Come on in. I got beans and I got airboats. I got fish. You can, your kid, hey, how old is she? She can hold the fish right <laughs> over the boat. Oh, oh, them gators don't mind. They're fine. I've been feeding them for years. <laughs> them, them, them's tamed alligators. Yeah, oh, I lost these fingers. I was cutting up some wood on the table saw with these. Here, that's ain't nothing to worry about. You don't got to worry about nothing in my airboat. This here's Willie Gator. I've been friends with him. <laughs> he lives right in the house with me. Yeah, so anyhow. Well, we, I, I, I was on a, a, a airboat tour. Yeah, how'd that go? We, it wasn't actually an airboat tour. It was more like a motorboat tour because we didn't have the money for the airboat. Gotcha. That was the they were that was a little higher class actually. Well, you they were, had the houses on stilts. These guys were right there floating down in the water. Um, what happened was we went out there and uh, there were some gators. They were very mellow though. They were like laying there mm-hmm. and you know sunning themselves. But there was one point we were going through the um, those those big trees. Uh, mangroves? The ma- no, they were something else. They were the ones that like stick up things here and there. Maybe oh. they were mangroves. Mangroves have like the big roots that stick out of the water. Yeah, no, I I saw a lot of mangroves down in uh, okay. down in uh, Grenada. Okay, we they uh, we went on some tours down there, but I trusted them guys. Man, that that you that was a totally different thing because you couldn't. I mean, them you had to trust because they were half the time they could ba- barely speak English. Right. And it was like you were in a different country mm-hmm. and you had nowhere to go. You didn't have that a car. You didn't have a hotel. more qualified to give tours than them guys in uh, yeah, Louisiana be, nah, or the guys Florida. In Louisiana, at least you were like, okay, you know what? I got a, I got a place to go back to. You know, I got a, well, we were camping. I had a, right. I got a tent to go back to. I can trust that. Anyway, so we got this, we got this tour. I think I still have a brochure from the guy. There was about five people in the boat. Uh, it was me, Carrie, you know, my ex-wife mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I, and then a couple other people. And he had this, all of a sudden we hit this stump and we're like, it's like a log underwater. He just, he couldn't get over the damn stump. He's like, so he like tipped the motor up, you know, mm-hmm. how you can tip the motors up. And he's trying to, he, oh man, we were on this damn stump for 15 minutes. And he Let was me like, ask this question here real quick. Who else was on the boat other than you and your? Uh, there was some old lady and some old guy. I don't know, but you know what? This was this was this was ten years ago, man. So this is down and dirty tourism. Down this and dirty. This tourism. isn't like yeah. a, a like carnival mini. Oh hell Cruises no. through the like. There's we got soda service in the back. And, oh uh, nothing like that. <laughs> this was some guy with a with a big old hat who had a jeep. So you when, know, when and you, we were down an old dirt road. When you pulled up to this to, to the air, not the airboat, the motorboat tour. I mean, this sign was probably painted on uh, some. Oh, some this was this was out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it, it was a shack. The guy was sitting in a shack. Tours. Yeah. But you know what? The people that that signed up for it and got on it were honestly even ten years ago. It was a different time. And you know what? When you go on vacation, I, that's the kind of things that I actually seek out when I'm I go not, on vacation. I'm not, I'm you not know, because I trust the human race to be good and. Even if this guy would have jumped out of the boat and like pushed us off the thing or whatever, oh sure, I'd have been like, you know what, whatever. Yeah. I, I what? So what? I mean, he's been living down this year in this swamp all his life. You know, he would probably be just as scared as me if I was up in, in Wisconsin because he'd be like, oh my god, there's crayfish, pumas. there's pumas. No, I don't. Whatever, you know, oh, I don't sure. know. 
there's, there's no black pumas widows in Wisconsin. Or, well, are there? Whatever, whatever. I don't know. He, there might be the a guy knows, but the guy probably knows how to deal with alligators. Is my point. Okay. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, maybe. Whatever. I mean, this this was probably a fluke. This here thing. Okay, we went way too far with this. <laughs> no, carry but on, carry on. The, the point is, is that I want to hear the conclusion he, of the story. He eventually, like, I don't know what he did. He was like, he like tipped the motor back and forth, up and down. He like he kept he like turned the the little lever that like would yeah, lower yeah, the motor, yeah, yeah. and he had it on. It was a like, and then he got over this log, and he was like, and we were all like, Whoa, what the hell? What the hell? And, mm-hmm. But it's not like the alligators were like swarming around. Oh this, no, no, no! This was this kind of a story only happens when somebody's kind of an idiot and wants to take it a little too far. My, my, what was the captain's name there, Captain uh, Wallace uh, Weatherby or something? <laughs> Weather Weatherby. Uh, my guess is Weatherholt. Weatherholt. My guess is that Captain Weatherholt probably did this on a routine basis with his tourists. And probably got the alligators accustomed to, oh, there's Captain Weatherholt with his fish. And, you know, once you get a little too comfortable with that sort of scenario, bam, that's when the bad stuff happens. Could have been that. Or it's like the grizzly man, the guy that lived yeah, with like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a grizzly bear now. They've accepted me into their, oh, my God, you're eating me. Why are you eating me? I'm dying. So that's probably the same type of deal. That's that's probably that's probably that's probably true. All right. Um. You have you have a you, well. Uh, should I do another one here? Sure, um, sure. Oh, I don't know if we want to get that uh, that that sticky right away. Let's do um, it. Come on. Really? Stickiness is my favorite. Well, I mean, if we we could go right into Texture. the um, the no, I don't want to go into that actually. Um, should we get a little light here? Should yeah, we lighten light. up a little bit? Um, here here's a here's a curiosities ask an expert section of the paper that I found. Um, why do grilled foods taste so good? Wow, that's a good question. Why do grilled? I mean, if you think about it, I've 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 actually had the same uh, uh, thought to myself because it'd be like, oh, we got these chicken breasts, uh, let's grill them up, and it's like, wow, we can just pan fry them. It'd be so much easier. We wouldn't have to go out in the heat and yeah, you know, turn on the 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 propane and heat up the grill and clean it off and everything. But at the end of the day, I mean, everything tastes better on the grill. So uh, it, I would like to hear the first sentence of this article. Um, well, the first the first whole paragraph is kind of ridiculous, but <clears throat> it kind of comes down to this. Uh, the Jeff Sendler of the UW Madison Meat Science and Muscle Biology, <laughs> wow. wow, UW Meat <laughs> Science and Muscle Biology Laboratory. How do you get into that? Right program? there, fancy. Um, he says this is what he says: high direct and dry heat, three hundred to five hundred degrees, such as that from a grill, causes a type of chemical reaction on the surface of the food called the Maillard browning reaction the heat breaks down proteins more specifically the amino acids in the proteins in the presence of sugar or carbohydrates that creates these very unique flavor compounds called malleard browning compounds Hmm. and so that those malleard compounds oh and the fuel sorts uh such as charcoal cedar hickory or applewoods can also contribute to specific flavors that are transferred to the grill. well yeah so that's, that's like next s- time next time stuff. you're grilling food and somebody says oh this is delicious what did you what did you marinate oh it's the, it's the malleard compounds i broke down the amino acids of the carbohydrates and the sugars so that i could get, develop the malleard compounds malleard camp compounds that you're actually uh, tasting right now and a little cumin <laughs> <laughs> i soaked it in some italian dressing as well <laughs> <laughs> I I just got I, something to say there though uh, the, the meat and muscle biologists leave it to the biologists to take the fun out the of muscle. everything. 
Because I'm always like, you know what makes it taste better is because like if you cook it just right or slow or whatever, and you break down those compounds into a nice, um, juicy flavor, like texture, right? But he's like, mm, what you're doing is the amino acids are broken down, and that's what's creating the Emiliard reaction. Okay, mm, let me ask you. Let's yum. bring up Schnurbart again, though, okay? Like the, the yes. meat that you grilled up the other day. What was that? The, are, the, the pork. The pork, uh, whatever it was. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I No, that was freaking delicious. Well, but I had... I mean, Ken's I think I think you can over... Mark, you can, it's yeah. like it's like a bad beer. Right. Really, if you grill a little too much, you, you can add too many Malliard compounds. You know? I I, look, I don't... I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I know where you're going, and I hear what you're saying. You you can create too many uh, Amelliard compounds. Mal Mal Malliard. Maybe I should spell that. I, I'm not sure if I pronounced it right. It's M A I L L A R D. Browning Malliard Browning compound. Malliard Brown or and that is that is according to um, um, Meat Science and Muscle Biology Laboratory. Uh, One thing I'd like to know is how do you, how do you end up in that lab? <laughs> you know, like you're going through life, and you you know you're 18 years old, and you're like, I'm en- I'm enrolling in the UW. They got great science programs, and somehow through some tests, they're like, you know where you belong. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> oh, okay. Meat science and muscle <laughs> grilling biology lab. Uh, I never really pictured myself there, but if you say so, you've got the mustache for it, man. You're there. <laughs> Um, you can it, be on this Chevy commercial. It, it is possible to. In fact, Chevy probably like contacted yeah. the UW. Uh, we need a student from the uh, Muscle Laboratory <laughs> to be on this commercial. We did a yeah. Guess gr- what I did this weekend, honey? I made a Chevy commercial showing how I grill my meats. It is possible to uh, infuse too much smoke flavor into your meats. I have. We have first-hand experience. <laughs> they call that black. That's Bayou. That's Cajun style. You're eating it, and you're like, the interesting thing about this meat is it's not burnt. Yes, it tastes like a fire. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> it's 12 hours on the grill, low heat. Wow, I don't think I've ever tasted so many Malliard compounds in <laughs> one piece of pork in my life. Wow. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little more sauce. <laughs> Maybe another beer. Just have another beer. It'd be fine. Don't worry about it. No, the oh. the, the trick is buying well-marinated meat from a meat market. And, and cooking just... it for about a minute. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, Something that's already like been cooked in vinegar. Oh, my God. That, that worked really well, didn't it? Boiling in pure. That was pure vinegar? Yeah. Those, that actually, those were niblets were pretty damn good. We made some good pork niblets a month or so ago. Okay. <laughs> did you, did you, got, you got something over there? You got an article. You should, you should, probably, uh, you should probably read the thing. I'll, maybe I'll do one more. Oh, okay. And you can like kind of re- well, peruse I, I w- through that. No, I want to go, uh, go in with the... With a fresh mind. No, a, a, the thing is, the thing about it is, is I've realized how they do it. You got to read the whole article so that you can like jump around. You can't just read the whole thing because there's well, clearly, oh, it, right. So you got to like pick the the, ju- well, the juiciest. Do don't you have the juiciest bits of this one? All right, I do. I okay, do. Yeah. I, I've read it before. I don't want to wreck it. This is this is uh this is another. 
Maybe we should actually go with like a little more serious stuff and then bring it back with okay. this. Okay. This could Maybe, be like is our, that the that's the Ender. This could be our Ender. Yeah. Okay. Hey, speaking of Ender, did you know that there's a new Ender cycle? Oh my God! Seriously, it's a prequel to Ender's Game, not including. Oh, Ender actually, Wigan. that might be pretty interesting. It's, it's, it's all about because the, the 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 parents like in in the time uh, that they were living in the future, they they were only allowed to have two kids. Right. But since their genetic capabilities of the of the kids that they had were amazing, they, were allowed, they allowed to, to have a third, and that's Ender. Ender became the third, and he was like, "Oh my God, he's the third. He's the third, yeah." Right. And so the the life of the two, yeah, yeah, well, the, whatever actually, the Victoria or Virginia, Victoria, and um, but it's like this this cycle takes place a thousand years prior to that or a hundred oh, years. Oh good God. Prior. It's all about like the bugger humanoid or, or wh- whomever Oh war, so. there's actually a there's actually a news story um about uh, uh crop circles that oh, just yeah? popped yeah there's new how new crop this, circles just wait, popped up. How does that relate to uh, Ender's game? Because uh I don't know what year Ender's game was written. Oh okay. But it was all about an interstellar war. Right. And I'm I'm kind of under the impression that the only thing that is really going to bring humanity together uh because capitalism is is going to like draw it apart is 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 like forcing wedges between it. Who's going to make more money? The only thing that's going to bring it together is like an interstellar war. And so if we discovered that there are like a giant alien race of races. insects, yeah, like like the buggers uh-huh. or like aliens that are like, oh my god, we have to really band together to kind of. But it, I don't or, think it would be that simple. I think it would be their technology would be even if their technology at this point in time. Seriously, think about it. If 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 the technology of an alien race was even even ten years further advanced than ours. We would be fucking toast. Oh yeah, if well, if they can fly now, to us. Now a thousand years ago, if it would have been ten years advanced, it would have been like, oh, their 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 stones are a little bit sharper. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it wouldn't have made any difference. But n- at this point, it's they, like, wow, they, holy crap! They you know, uh, yeah, they, they can communicate. They can teleport. They can. I mean, yeah, that that kind of shit's gonna happen within. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. If they can fly to us, then they can take us. Well, that's why I like the uh, the Douglas Adams theory, where it's like, oh, there's like these these buzzers or whatever that like come down and the, check the out the Earth planets. once in a while, and they're like, eh, mostly harmless, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> until they until they yeah, and if and if we do like discover like an alien race, we're like, oh my god, oh my god, and we and we do like have it do it discover it in a bad way, and we like go to war, and we're like, oh my god, we got these nuclear weapons, they can just be like. Yeah, we'll just put these nuclear weapons that you're blowing at us. We'll just we'll just put them in a little bubble and put them over here and say, "You guys, you're not quite ready for the for the big scene yet." <laughs> just there, we're like we're years. like the Iowans, you know, who are like, "We want to get the Olympics." <laughs> not yet. You're eating too many cheeseburgers and drinking too much Bud Light. Okay, uh, <laughs> if you control your diet a little bit, maybe you'll have a shot. Anyhow, what do you got over there? Um. Uh, it, uh, uh, the Amer the oh, a little more Batman action. All right. Yeah, a, uh, a Maryland man accused of referring to himself as a Joker and threatening to shoot up his workplace raised alarms after Colorado's mass shooting. Um, copycat. A, di- a copycat guy. Yeah, Neil Prescott, uh, who's 28 years old, was taken into custody for a psychiatric evaluation. That'll happen. So there's there's copycats. Uh, maybe not copycats, but 
there's probably something to do with that whole movie thing that is like really drives people crazy, you know? You know, for years I've kind of looked at this whole argument of like all this violence in video games and movies uh, is affecting our children. I've kind of looked at it and been like, no, it's not. Like, that's kind of inherent to these things happen like whoever like did the, the the shooting or the stabbing or whatever was probably mentally unstable to begin with but i don't know like the guy in colorado and now this guy i mean when they're actually like i'm the joker and now i'm doing bad things it's like okay that's pretty you know hits pretty uh, hits pretty close to home right i mean it's a little bit different than like Oh yeah, those those kids that shot up that school. I mean, they like to play a lot of uh, you know, Quake or 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 Halo Doom. or yeah. Doom or whatever, and they like to play those gun games. They never actually said that they were into Resident but, I mean, Evil. But this is like literally like I'm the Joker. I'm the Joker and the Joker kills people, therefore I am killing people. And no, it's like, actually, the thing is though, <clears throat> the guy in uh Colorado was not the Joker. He was wasn't he like the other? Wasn't there like another new bad guy? I, I think there was a yeah, new bad yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, and he was like the crazy bad guy that even the Joker was against or something, something weird. This guy was the actual Joker, and I'm actually gonna not for the sake of argument, which is what, what you think I'd like to do. I'm gonna counter what you say by saying that I think there's it's just as prevalent for people to do crazy shit like that, and it is definitely a product of mental illness. Yes, I'll agree with that. Sure. But I think it's that product of mental. I think it's that mental illness that that uh, that causes it. But I think it's the human brain that kind of latches on to oh, a popular an idea and a popular idea that's in the public realm. That's oh, I'm gonna grab onto that. And so I, I can't. You can't blame it on that. It just yeah. gives it an out. Yes, it's an excuse. It's yeah. I'm waiting. I'm oh that that's the thing I'm gonna latch that's onto. That's the thing I'm gonna do. Boom. Yeah. And, and it doesn't necess- It's it, not even. It's not even necessarily the the. The impetus. It's not even because there would have been an impetus no matter what. No, they would have yeah, said, yeah. "I'm, I'm, the Daleks, or I'm whatever." It's just that it's the one they happen to see. Yeah, yeah awesome. Like <laughs> some guy rolling down. I am the emperor. Exterminate. Exterminate. De- all hail Davros. Exterminate. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm crazy. Like he's man, I, man taken into. Oh, I have a new article here. A man taken into custody, claiming he is the uh, Cyberman, and uh, he was found shooting a uh, laser pistol, a laser pistol that didn't shoot anything. But in his mind, he was killing people by the score. He was taken into custody, and nobody he was has wearing been harmed. A big, <laughs> wearing a big silver suit. One person fainted. Back to you for sports. Uh, remember, remember, I asked you um about Mike Huckabee. I don't know what he said. What did Mike Huckabee say? Do you have an article? I have no, I, yeah. Well, it, okay. Th- this is like the news brief. Ruffled feathers. The chicken sandwich became a political statement for a day as supporters of Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A. Um, hang on. Let's back up a second. Chick Fil A was a place where they the president serve the president a- came out and said and against. Uh, homosexual marriage. He was like, "No, it should not happen." The president, the CEO of Chick Fil A, I've came been, out. I've been on. I've been so outside of this article. Like the story that I was under the impression that happened was a gay couple went into a Chick Fil A, ordered some food, and they said, "No, we don't serve gay people." And that may not be true. That's my interpretation of this whole conversation. That that would have been that would have been 
easily taken care of by somebody higher up saying, that's not true. We're okay with it. It was the CEO that, I mean, okay. the, the reason it's so huge that I might even be. Um, carry on, carry on. Uh, look, no, I, 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 I think I researched it a little bit, and it said that um, I read somewhere that it was the president of Chick-fil-A that actually came out. The, the CEO said, we are against gay marriage, and that was the big ruffle. So it, um, the chicken sandwich became a political statement for a day as supporters of the Chick-fil-A uh, president's the, uh, stance against gay marriage. There you go, right there. It says, supporters of the Chick-fil-A's president's Stance. So the okay. president of Chick Fil A's stance against gay marriage caused traffic jams at the food chains, restaurants nationwide. The huge cause, the huge crowds were responding to a call from former presidential candidate Mike Huckabee. But what was the call? Was it to boycott, Prob- or was it no. to go and buy stuff? I mean, Mike Huckabee was he? Mike Huckabee was probably celebrating the. Um, the tenacity of the, the stance of, that he took of, of Chick Fil A president saying, "Finally, somebody wow was telling it like it is." Because Mike Huckabee was a Republican uh, running on the Republican ticket, right? The the conservative, right? He, he, there was like nine of those guys. Running yeah, but they were the all. I mean, it's they all pretty much had the same suit cut. Yeah, right? Mike, Mike Huckabee was was one of the odd ducks, definitely. No, I mean, certainly not as odd as like a Herman Cain or whatever, but yeah, I mean, they're all He probably was They're all bonkers. So he probably came out and said, "Everybody go there and buy chicken." Yeah, look no, I, I, but it, but I'm then a, again, the the article makes it sound like uh the the huge crowds they they caused traffic jams. I mean, maybe I don't know. That'd be interesting to This to has been that one a out. very divisive wedge issue like Oh, I've, been, yeah. I've been paying attention to my Facebook feed, right? And so I've got friends on both sides of the political spectrum. And I'll have one friend that'll post an article saying, uh, carry on eating at Chick-fil-A. Every burger's 600 calories and, you know, 27 grams of trans-saturated fat. Eat up, everybody. You know, like, all right, Darwinism will take care of those people. Don't worry about it. Then I've got other people on the other side that are like... Uh, you know, Chick-fil-A for a day, you know, like let's eat all of our meals there and support. I mean, everything these days is so divisive and so political, uh, politicized and, and just like creating a wedge of like nobody can just be like, that was kind of a dumb thing to say. Can we all just move past that? How many friends do you have on Facebook, if I can ask? Like 150, 250? Mm, I would say I'm probably in the one. 40 range 140 i don't know I okay don't, so all right so maybe let's 80? say two let's say 100 let's say 100 what percentage would you say come out on the chick-fil-a issue and say oh let's oh. eat every day i mean like even that, even one percent two percent no a, a single person said that okay and yeah, a single I have, I have one person like that too and a single person said the opposite. Werner layman yeah so i mean it's not i couldn't put in a one percent, and it's just you. You have that one. You have that one Facebook friend that's like, "Well, let's see what they say." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I have one of those too. And okay. every now and then he'll. And po- I, I used to hang out with this guy all the time. Yeah. He was my best friend. Every them, now and you know? then he'll post something, and I'll chime in and be like, "What the?" <laughs> you know, and then we'll get into it, and it's fun, and then you move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, the Chick Fil A thing. I mean, not just. I mean. Look, 1% of my Facebook friends have created a controversy, but if 1% of my Facebook friends have done that, extrapolate that across, like, 
you know, the entire country. I mean, that's a pretty because there's a lot of people that have divide. a hundred, like ninety nine percent those friends, and then one yeah. percent of you just to create that conversation. Right. But so are I mean, you any on you? Are, that's the question that I really want to ask. Then oh. are you on anybody's Facebook where you're that one percent? I don't think. So. I'm not either. Maybe I am. When the when the Walker election thing happened, I was posting some like oh, you know this that and the other thing, but. Uh, I guess on the whole, I am probably not somebody's one percent. Yeah, yeah. It it amazes me that there's even people that are, are like still in that camp. Like, don't understand the whole one percent thing. And the, I mean, the, the okay, there was a tax article it's that a I wanted. They, I, well, here, all right, here's this one kind of chimes in a little bit, but I'll I'll talk about the article that I didn't bring in um, first, the, and that dealt with the. Um, well, Boner, Boner, Bonner, Boehner. He had he had a he had a quote that I'll that I'll bring out at the end of, of if I can remember the rest of the article. I can't quote it exactly, but it talked about the uh, the tax cuts that the Republicans are trying to like continue the the Bush tax cuts for the um, yeah for the for the everybody. No, no, the people that earn like individuals that earn over two hundred thousand or the the uh, the the married couples that earn over uh, two hundred fifty thousand, and they the. <clears throat> The, the proposals by the by the Democrats are we want to raise the taxes from 30 percent, 35 percent up to 39 percent. OK, so four percent more taxes for people that earn over yes. two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Correct. Now, if 30 years ago, anybody that earned over two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year had like 75 percent taxes. Yes. Seriously. And Correct. it was like and it's just been cut, 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 cut. And now they want to put it back up to thirty nine instead of thirty five. And it's like, no, that's going to be bad for the economy, bad for the economy. It'll be job you know, killing. Unbelievable how how that reality can can persist in in these people's minds. You know, really? I they're going to they're going to build wonderful things and not, No, not, no, it doesn't come from And then I read this article about the Edgewater. Oh, we're going to it's a oh, 60 million dollar thing and we're going to create 170 construction jobs. Okay, and those jobs are going to last about eighteen months, six yeah months, and then and then what? And Go those on. guys are going to be making fifty bucks an hour, and they're going to be like, yeah, 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 well, buy a boat, some, go into some go into debt, go into huge debt. Some of them will be laid off in the winter be, yeah, and yeah. collect unemployment, and, and then, then they'll be brought back out in the spring. Like, Where you owe us twenty five percent on this money you buy? I don't know what to do. Oh, I don't know what to do. For Christ's sakes, no, don't. Throw money into huge things like that. Just, just. Ugh. I don't. I don't. Maybe, maybe you can educate. Look, first of all, okay. The Edgewater. We're all, we, we're almost out of tape here. So, the Edgewater is a hotel. It's a, like a, it's like a classic Madison hotel or something. It's like down the hill from like what Habish Habish Davison Rotier. No, it's it's on University. It's like right by the by the University actually. Oh, it's on. Uh, it's on University. Is it? Yeah, if you're going down, if you go up the hill, when, when you're on uh, Gorham, going towards the Capitol, and you turn right, and you go up that hill, yeah, and then you go down the hill, and then you, Lang, uh, is it Langdon? No, it's it's th- not by University. It's it's downtown. Yeah, well, not University. It, it's by the University. Yeah. It's by the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where all the fraternities are. Yeah, yeah, fraternity yeah, 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 yeah,
That's you got a fancy restaurant. I don't know. You, you sit out on the deck and you watch the lake and stuff. But like it's it's dominated. It's for hoity toities. It's dominated. Well, I thought like the tornado room or like Smokey's Lounge, like that was for like. I mean, you get fifty dollars steaks from those places. Like, yeah. what, what does the Edgewater have that those other two places that aren't getting city handouts uh, uh, getting? I don't get it. They're on the lake. They, I think when when it's like a small place. Yeah, but when big names coming around, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna stay at the Edgewater Hotel." It's like a it's a it's a name thing. I well, know. I had a former coworker who was. Uh, I mean, you know, if you go to the stay, there's probably two hundred fifty dollars a night. Probably, and I mean, restaurants, you know, in in hotels are usually pretty nice. I don't know. I had a coworker who was uh, uh, running for alder of my district here, and uh, we're. Pretty far away from downtown, you could agree, right? Sure. City wise. Anyways, uh he when he was running for Alder, he would go downtown to the debates or the the, the um he wasn't elected, he was he was um talking with potential um supporters. Donors, okay. Donors and supporters and you know, he's running on the far east side and, and all of the conversation was what do you think about the Edgewater? And he's like it's not in my district. And they're like, you have to have an opinion on the Edgewater. What do you think about the Edgewater? And he was kind of like, uh, you know, he was lost. He got lost. He he didn't end up winning the Alder election, but that just let him. I mean, huh. Did just, he have a lot of money? <clears throat> no, not, no. For Alderman? You don't what need is Alderman? I should run for Alderman. You should. Alderman, you don't need a lot of money. But the problem. Did you roll for me? I mean, Hell, I well, I couldn't. You're not in my district. Oh. Alderman, I think I could get up there. See, but it, you know what? That's oh, go ahead, talk, talk for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Here's go. the problem with Alderman. Like he really wanted to get involved. He, like he's like a vice president of the neighborhood association. And he wanted to move on, and like Alderman's like the logical progression from there. And you know, I'll, I'll do cool things for my neighborhood and set up. Alderman like goes to the city and says, "I would like a permit for my block party," or "I would like a thousand dollars so that I can fix up the park equipment in my neighborhood park." Wow. That's that's the type of thing that an alderman does is they promote your neighborhood to try to clean it up. And sometimes they'll be like, "We would like uh, you know a, a tax break on something so that we can get this." store to move into our neighborhood or or, or a zoning rule change i mean yeah, that's right. what they're looking at right so anyways that's what he was like he was totally into that and, and he wanted to like he's just that kind of guy who's like whatever i do i want to be the best at it and I, I feel that being alder is how i could facilitate that so he went out and, and he learned that the only way that you can really do that he didn't want to pick a party he's like I, i'll just go independent i'll like talk about my ideas and and uh, maybe that'll be enough to get me elected. And and as he went to get donors to do the advertising and put the leaflets out and the mailers and all that sort of stuff, everybody was trying to pin him, pigeonhole him. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Like these very minute and specific. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think about unions? What do you think about the Edgewater? What do you think about this particular thing? And he would try to go off on well, you know, unions have their place, and the Edgewater is a very cool place. And but if he didn't have like a specific answer, yes, they wouldn't. They'd be like, no. oh, okay, thank you very much, and then they move on. And he would he he just couldn't get funding. He couldn't get funding because he wouldn't say like, damn them unions or yay unions or uh... Edgewater. We should get rid of the Edgewater or yay. Since he couldn't like pick like a definitive answer. He couldn't get the funding, and eventually he's just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I can do more as, like, a neighborhood uh, volunteer than I ever could as an alder. 
and wow, he dropped out of the race. Really? And so he's like, he's still to this day very active in the neighborhood association. He sets up the Fourth of July party. He organizes the brats and the uh, the soda and the games and the the bouncy house. And we have this really cool celebration every Fourth of July. That's that that I mean, he doesn't do it by himself, but he's very involved with 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 helping the creation of this thing. And ironically, the person that did win for Alder never attends those Fourth of July celebrations. For your district, for our for our neighborhood association, which is she is a part of. She's our alderman. She's she doesn't show up. Do you know where she lives? And do I mean? I do. Yeah. Wow. And actually, as it turns out, she lives in a part of the neighborhood that has a little bit more money than the rest of us. So maybe you're right about the money thing. Well, uh, here's here's another little article that I happen to uh, dredge up. Uh, and it talked about the uh, campaign spending f- that was spent on the uh, school board campaigns. Oh, good Lord. Wow. Yeah. Are you ready for this one? I mean, it's just it's interesting because it kind of melds right into that whole story that you just told about that. Uh, the sources campaign finance reports uh, filed with the Madison City's clerk office. 2007. Uh, how did 2007 get here? Uh Oh, okay. So it went from uh, the amount. Let's let's go with amount. Two thousand seven, Maya Cole uh, ran apparently, and she spent uh, a whopping sixteen thousand one hundred forty three dollars. Um, jump up to two thousand, back to two thousand six. They she spent more in two thousand six. So two thousand seven was actually a low year. Let's let's actually. Uh, well, anyways, okay. So two thousand six. Um, Arlene Silvera spent eighteen thousand dollars. Okay, all right. Two thousand five. So actually, two thousand seven was kind of a kind of a low year. Okay, so two thousand five, eighteen thousand was spent again. Two thousand four, Alex Olson actually spent twenty three thousand. But again, in two thousand seven, Marge Passman spent twenty eight thousand dollars. Okay, so we're we're going from uh, sixteen thousand in two thousand seven to oh here we go. Okay, 2007 also was spent uh, $28,000. Now, 2012, the uh one of the one of the uh people that was running for this uh Madison School Board, Arlene Silvera spent $36,530, dollars And that was in 2012. The other candidate that was running, uh Mary Burke spent, guess. The the, the loser no, I I didn't even say if she won or lost, actually. But uh, what do you think? I mean, I, I mean I'm gonna go with the upward trend and say forty eight thousand dollars. One hundred and twenty eight for a school board seat. One hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars of her own money, Mary Burke. Good. Why? Uh, to get the position because to she do because what? because she probably earned a hell of a lot of money and all with all the Bush tax cuts. Her personal money. Yeah. This isn't money she raised. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because in 1970, people that made over $250,000 a year got taxed at 80%. Now they're getting taxed at 35. What do they do with all that money? Oh, we can buy another house. We can buy we can we can go to Menards and get a a, a stone patio and a big deck and a this and that. Gosh, we're still making we're still making a lot. Of, we're making Fifty thousand dollars a month here, every two months. What? What else? We, hey, power. We can get power. Let's start buying power. School board, huh? Any sort of power. Okay. It 
dovetails right into well, the conversation we just had about may, Alderman. I mean, maybe you got a mother who's like, oh, Billy's in school now. I need to make sure that Billy's got the best education. I'll run for school board and, oh, Harry, write the check, $100,000. No, not even that. It's, it might even be some woman that's like, you know what? I, I don't really want to do that or that or that. I'm just, I want I want this. And hmm. Crazy. That, it's It's money, man. It's money. That's what it's all about. Uh, anyway, so uh, that was my kind of my grumpy. All right, whip out your last article. article. All right, do I have one more? I have one more. Whip out the good one. Okay, this is this is a, this the one is... you teased me with. <clears throat> the headline here: Well, 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 Waliula, at W A L I A U L A, Waliula. That was the name of the professor. Who allegedly exposed himself to a student? Wow. So, a UW uh, Madison African Studies professor was charged Wednesday with lewd and malicious behavior for allegedly exposing himself near campus to a student ha- who had taken one of his classes. Uh, so he he at first he he dis- he was shocked. He said at discovering that his zipper was down. Oops. Oh, my goodness. But he later admitted that he had opened his pants himself so that he could expose himself and that he exposed himself to about five other women. So how do, how do you think that court, like that, they think he was in a little room with like, all right, tell us what you know. <laughs> uh, I was, I don't know what happened. My pants fell down all by themselves. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got your wife here on, on the rack. <laughs> and you're, you better let us know exactly. Oh, as it turns out, I guess I did unzip my fly. He, so he admitted to police that he has a problem exposing himself in, in public. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I walk down the street and I'm just like, whoops. Oh, my zipper's down and my penis is hanging out. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> no, I'm apparently, just on my weekly walk. Apparently, uh, uh, the, the woman noticed that the zipper top of his buttons and jean were open. Uh, and then she made eye contact. He smiled and exposed his genitals. Oh, oh, baby, you want you, look at these? Look at these big things! Oh, African studies, huh? You want to do a little extra credit, extracurricular activities? Well, I'll give you an extra A plus. Oh, I'm sounding a little Middle Eastern there. Not, uh, I don't know what African sounds like. Yeah, so that was my yeah. Ooh, that was the big zinger at the end. What do you think? Um, kind of funny. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing uh, uh, funnier than uh, school teachers exposing <laughs> themselves to their students. Well, the way that sounded, it was like, <laughs> like uh, you know, it sounded like middle school. But no, it was UW. So yeah, he was like 47 and she yeah. was 23. So it wasn't quite as bad as what you might, uh, uh, you know, think. But uh, I wonder if there's a way that we can blame this on Batman. Um or or that would be a stretch or mass it? media or or some way to to blame the culture. Janet on... Jackson did it. Yeah, yeah, I got to see. No, Janet I think this Jackson's is more of a personal pasty. thing. I think this is like, I like to show my penis. <laughs> I like to show my penis. I, I show my penis. Just, it, it gets, I like to move it, move it. <laughs> it gets a little hot. I like to show it, show it. <laughs> I like to air it out from <laughs> time like to time. I look. To... <laughs> <laughs> it was very hot that day. Look, look at this scrotum. It's huge. Goodness. Every now and then you need to take it out and air it out. I have a pierced penis. You'd like to see it. 
Look, I didn't get this thing pierced just so that I could look at it. I wanted everybody to see it. I have a problem. I need to have therapy. Yeah. Therapy. And generally, that's all it takes to get out of any sort of a problem like that. Right. Well, and, you know, I mean, come on. uh, Apparently, what he said, he, he, he did say that he had exposed himself to five other women, the complaint states. Uh, and he admitted to police that he has a problem exposing himself in public. So he exposed himself to five other women. This was the first woman that actually went to the police well, and said anything. Look, you know? you're going to tell me that you haven't exposed yourself to five other women? Well, let's not go into that. But, I mean, oh. I, I tell you what. I mean, maybe this is a stereotypical thing. Am I stereotyping? Maybe I'm stereotyping here. But I'll tell you what. If I was walking down the street and yes. some chick, like, whipped her boobs out at me, I'd be like, yeah, baby! <laughs> I wouldn't be like, I'm calling the police. I'd be like, okay, yes, that's okay. Bring them a little closer. A little closer. Yep, that's what I like to see. Would you like a dollar? Uh, (laughs) So is that stereotyping? Because... It's okay for men and or it's okay for women and not for men. I mean, I just weird, weird thoughts. You'd never see know. that story. though. You wouldn't see it. You it never, wouldn't happen. Would okay, it happen? Let me ask you. Yeah, this. it would happen, but it would be like, it would be like, like, you know, eighty year old. <laughs> like, do you not see that story because sixty year old woman is like, like traumatizes bar? <laughs> oh my god, they're so wrinkly. <laughs> it's like staring at prunes. It's, it's, it's like an elbow. <laughs> Do you not see that story because A, it doesn't happen, or B, it happens and nobody reports nobody it? Nobody reports it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Remember that day when that nobody, girl... Nobody... Once in a while you see videos of it, though. Yeah, well, you have to usually pay for those. But oh. anyways. And they're probably staged, but... All right, folks, well... Hey, that was fun. I think that worked yeah, out pretty well. Have a good time. Don't piss on your hand, eh? <laughs>